The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. And welcome to Farty Towers, a Faulty Towers podcast here on the SJP World Media Network. My name is Sai, and joining me this week for our episode two and his second visit to the show, uh, Scottish Danny. How are we doing, my friend? It was so good. I had to come back into the hotel, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing all right, mate. How's yourself? <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Cheers. Pretty good. Looking forward to having a quick chat with you about this particular episode of Faulty Towers because it's one that I absolutely adore. And when I talk about Faulty Towers or people bring it up, it's it's certain scenes from this particular episode that spring to mind quite early on for me. Yeah. Uh, the episode we're looking at today is episode two of Faulty Towers from the first season, entitled The Builders. Uh, this was first broadcast on the 26th of September, 1975, Danny. So quite a way back, my friend. Definitely. You said it last week. I mean, we're approaching the 50th year that this came out. It's just crazy. It is. It is indeed. Uh, the basic gist of this episode is uh, Basil and Sybil are going away for the weekend. There's a friend of Sybil's they're going to go visit and so on. Uh, whilst they're away, there's some work that needs to be done to the hotel. So we have a door that's being knocked through, another door that's being closed up and so on. Um, in episode one of Faulty Towers, and we touched upon it in our first episode as well, Basil is talking to a builder he uses called Mr. O'Reilly, who has let them down and messed them about and basically just been a bit of a cowboy with certain projects that Sybil has decided that he is not to do any more work on the hotel because he is so unreliable and it's so so poor at his job. And she would rather use a builder of her preference in, uh, called Mr. Stubbs. Now, Stubbs is supposed to be doing the work, but without Sybil being aware, Basil has arranged for Stubbs not to come and has hired O'Reilly instead. Uh, that's the basic gist of, of, of the story here. What did you think of this episode in general then, Danny? What moments stood out to you and so on? I mean, again, uh, for those who maybe missed our first episode, this this podcast is going to be very much a, a, a just a quick light chat about the show in general. We're not going to break it down detail by detail because I think if people want to watch it and want to enjoy it, just go back, dive on in on, on your DVDs, on Daily Motion, on BritBox, UK Gold, wherever it may well show it, and, and check it out yourselves. It's well worth doing so if you've never seen it before. But yeah, what did you... Uh, what did you think of this episode and especially the early scenes with Manuel? I really enjoyed this. I, it was something like um, the biggest thing that the biggest takeaway for me was you see a lot more of um, Basil scheming in this. And you can see he's uh, rather compared to the first episode um, in regards to uh, Manuel. Um, he takes a lot of a big um a big, a more bigger role in this, I found, especially when he's left to the to the hotel for himself. He even dubs it um, Manuel Towers, so um, <laughs> he he gets quite a lot of shine in this. Manuel. Yes. Manuel Towers, how are you? It's nice today. Good. Goodbye. Okay. 
Oh, good day. Hello, how are you? Number 16. Uh, see, 16, uh, but no eat. What? Uh, 16 is free, but not possible. Uh... Is this number 16? No, no, this lobby, 16 upstairs on right. <laughs> Who's in charge here? No, no, charge later after sleep. Where's the boss? Uh, boss is... Uh... Oh, I boss. No, 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 no. Where's the real boss? Okay. The, the, the generalissimo. In Madrid. <laughs> Look, just sign this, will you? Si, 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 si. Manuel! He cracks me up. He, he, this is just fantastic. I think Manuel's the star of this episode. He is yeah. so good. Uh, but I don't think it's just Manuel that you see more of in comparison to our first episode. I think you see quite a bit more of uh, the character of Polly as well. And yeah. she's got quite a prominent part in this episode as well. Uh, early on, we discover that a garden gnome is being delivered in the afternoon as well for Sybil's garden. And Manuel and Polly are effectively being left to run the hotel in, in the faulty's absence. Now, there's some brilliant moments here that I really want to pick your brains upon because I'm laughing my head off watching this back. I, I'm roaring at the silliness and the the almost slapstick of some of the physical comedy they do and so on. But also, there's a few issues, I think, with how this show is of a particular time, of course. They play heavily on the stereotypes of Manuel being from a different country, not grasping the language and effectively making him out to be quite dumb at times. I mean, faulty doesn't help this scenario because he's quite intolerant of, of Manuel, but there's also a few things said, for example, um, the delivery guy who drops off the garden name refers to Manuel as a Dago twit, which is a bit, eesh. that's a bit, you know, in 2022, that's a bit off. I think. Manuel. Uh, 16. What? You want room 16? No, I don't want a roommate. I'm just leaving him, right? You want room 16 for him? <laughs> yeah, with a bath, you dago twit. You're mad, you're mad. You pay for room first. Get crazy. For room 16, no room 16, no, no pay, no room 16. Huh? Manuel! And there's a lot of stuff, again, going back to the language barrier and... Um, almost mocking Manuel at times from various different characters, but especially Basil. And also when O'Reilly's men arrive. What did you think of that? Because it's, it's something that I noticed watching back for the podcast that we're recording today that really stood out to me that perhaps didn't stand out to me as much when I watched it when I was younger. Yeah. I mean, that's with anything. When you go back in hindsight and you see actually how, um brutal uh manuel's treatment was <laughs> that was quite bad the big big thing i found about this was when the builders arrived um the way they treat yeah as you said the, the way they treated manuel was just quite shocking but um at least he gives it back to well one of them at the, near the end doesn't he yeah it's uh, uh, this is again i suppose it's a bit of a contradiction on 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 my side, I suppose, because if, if it, basically Polly um, has not been sleeping well, she decides to go upstairs for a, a bit of a sleep or a siesta, as she explains to Manuel, leaving Manuel on his own in charge when the builders are arriving, and Manuel has to make sure they understand the work they have to do with regards to. I think it's three different doors they've got to alter in some way, Danny, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and I mean, first of all. Basil's a dick here 
because Basil <laughs> is using a <laughs> Basil's using O'Reilly, who is this Irish builder who is just not very good at his job whatsoever and he's doing this very much against his wife's wishes but it's not just a case of a married couple having a disagreement on on which builder to go with o'reilly has a, a track record of screwing things up as we've heard in the first episode and again backed up at the very beginning of this episode with regards to the wall they're talking about that hasn't been finished for months and so on so basil's a dick here for being sneaky as you said danny yeah polly's a bit of a knobhead here as well because she leaves manuel in charge to go off and have a kip when she should be working. <laughs> You've got a good point there, mate. It's like she just nips off quite, quite um, easily. I think, guess you could do this without any CCTV back in the day. Well, this is it, yeah. <laughs> and I feel sorry for Manuel then because he all Manuel wants to do, it's, it was apparent in the first episode, but it's even more so in this episode. All Manuel wants to do is be good at his job. He yeah. wants to get the approval of Basil Fawlty. He wants to learn English and, and speak better English. Um, this is shown by uh, an occasion where um, Polly tries to speak Spanish to him and Manuel responds telling her, no, 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 you need to speak English so I can learn, please. And it, it's... I feel sorry for Manuel because he gets the shitty end of the stick here, doesn't he? Yeah, he really does, mate. Yeah, that's a great point. Because his whole character in the first two episodes we've seen, he's definitely just trying to do his job. Yeah, exactly. He's doing his best. He's doing his best. Uh, we get a little bit as well here, I think, that really sort of opens our eyes to how Sybil and Basil are, um, even more so than the last episode, or the first episode we saw, sorry. Because... When they're talking about going away for the weekend, Basil opens a little money box, a little money tin, which is, it looks like the petty cash, I would assume, that the business has. Yep. And he's counting out all these banknotes. And Sybil is talking to him. And sort of halfway from to finish counting, takes all the notes off him, passes him one banknote back, and then puts the money away. It's almost like she's giving him pocket money or his allowance or something, I think. <laughs> yeah, it did seem that, didn't it? <laughs> very sort of controlling of the finances there and then uh, I'm, I'm thinking okay that that could be you know the, the way some couples are i mean I, I i i can be sometimes a little bit frivolous with what i spend whereas the wife might want to rein me in at times and vice versa depending on the situation so i can appreciate where she's coming from but then she turns as she's walking away and says are you gonna wear that jacket are you and it's just it's just unnecessary digs at Basil, who says, yes, I am. And she, she responds with, you really haven't a clue, have you, about his fashion sense? And again, it's just just constantly grinding the guy down, isn't it? It is, mate. And I love the fact that he just says, this is fashion, because that probably was fashion in 1975. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, after the gnome has been delivered, um, we get a bit of a confusion there with the the language again and, and Manuel because we find the hotel is um, the hotel's street number. I suppose house number is 16. It's 16 Elwood Avenue. Uh, the, the delivery driver arrives and asks, is this number 16? Manuel takes that as the, the delivery driver with the gnome asking to be booked into room 16. So he tries to book the delivery driver into a room. The driver then says, no, I'm no, I'm just leaving him pointing at the gnome, meaning he's making a delivery in which case Manuel then takes it as that the, the guy wants to book in the gnome into <laughs> room 16, which I thought was just, again, it, it's mocking Manuel and his struggles with the language and so on. But it's just, it's just brilliant. They're just really clever comedy 
yeah. over a simple misunderstanding, I think, Danny. It really is, mate. It's like, um, just, it's basic, but it's, it just makes you laugh because it's like, this could happen to anyone. Yeah, exactly. Um, this is the, one of the lines now, or one of the phrases used that always stick in my mind when it comes to faulty towers, because Manuel, he is behind the counter pretending that he is in charge. He's picking the phone up and he's hello, Manuel towers and, and all this sort of stuff. And that's when the builders arrive and that he's asking them, you are men, you are men. Basically he wants, you are O'Reilly's men, you are O'Reilly's builders, but they take a bit of offense to this. It's like, well, what's he on about? Why is he talking like this for? And Manuel turns and says, you are orally men because he can't pronounce O'Reilly. And I don't know why, but that still to this day tickles me that you are orally men, you know? <laughs> yeah and the fact that it takes them a couple of times to try out and it's like oh he means you are riley and they they're like then they clock and they're just like oh yeah yeah, yeah that's and then they go off and do their work Manuel! <laughs> ah. uh, um, faulty towers how are you nice day what? Uh, no 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 he's not here he's not here very very sorry uh, goodbye goodbye <sighs> Ah, hello, men. Good day, now. Uh, you are men. You what? You are men. Are you trying to be funny? Huh? I said, are you trying to be funny? Not here, but not here. You are men with orally. What? You orally men. What does that mean? You orally. You watch it. Where orally? What's he going on about? He means O'Reilly. What? Oh. <laughs> yes, that's right, yes. We are orally men. <laughs> Think is a plank. Um, <laughs> wait here, please. I go. You wait. Uh, um, uh, uh, you wait too, please. <laughs> Polly, Polly, Polly. Hello, Faulty Towers. How are you? It's a nice day. Oh, you again. No, I say he's not here. He's not here. Very, very sorry. Goodbye. Come, come. Wicked. You men know what to do? Uh, I think so. This is the uh, dining room. You are certain you know? It looks pretty straightforward. We just got to block this one off. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, you again. Now listen. He's not here. How many times? Where are your ears, you great big half-wit? He's not here. Listen. Now you understand. Oh, 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 Mr. Faulty. I'm very sorry. Very sorry, is you? Yes, it's me, Mr. Faulty. Uh, Polly, no, no, she's she, she very busy. Uh, men, yes, men are here. Uh, men are work. You work, men. Yes. Which, uh, ah, yes, man with beard. Uh, please, which one is man with beard? Uh, uh, Si, si. Hid. Ag. Ang, ang. Si, si. Comprendo. Si. One moment, please. Um, you are a hideous orangutan. Manuel! 
Yeah, <laughs> and they and the thing is, you get a hint there straight away as well. I think Danny, with um, with regards to them going to get things wrong, because Basil is ringing the hotel to check with Manuel, but Manuel again gets this uh, the wrong way round or a bit ass about face because he thinks the person on the phone who we can't hear, he thinks the person on the phone is asking for Basil, but it's not. It's Basil ringing and saying it's Basil. <laughs> and Manuel's getting himself in all sorts of a flap because he's got the 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 orly men arriving. He needs to go and wake Polly up, but she won't wake up from her slumber. So he's getting himself in a bit of a flap, a bit worked up. And this phone keeps ringing, and he keeps saying, "Look, you cloth-eared fool! The you know he is not here. He is not here." And at one stage, he even goes, "Listen," and points the handset of the phone out to the reception to basically say, Look, "You cannot hear him, so he's not here." And again, it's just it's so simple and silly, but it really gets me. Yeah, it really does, mate. It's just hilarious. But from there, we get the issue with the initial issue that you know hint that something is going to go wrong because manuel asks the 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 men do you know what you need to be doing and they said yes we've got to block this up i think whilst looking at some plans but they're pointing at the door to the dining room which is a door that they're not supposed to be blocking up so straight away we can see that they're getting that wrong but manuel doesn't pick up on that but then he has a little bit of an intro uh, a sort of interaction where again basil kind of stitches him up i think danny do you want to talk us through that one where he, he says about um <laughs> the man with the beard yeah he gets um annoyed because it's like the man with the beard comes over and uh all of a sudden um manuel just goes like you are a horrendous uh orangutan and then he just <laughs> absolutely just goes and punches him straight in the face and i think that was brilliant because you could tell he was annoyed he was like ah and then a um, really good way to end the scene yeah i enjoyed that again with manuel though he's he's obviously getting told by basil who's who, who knows these guys um get the guy with the beard speak to the man with the beard so <laughs> manuel's there going uh which one of you is man with beard and they all turn around and there's only one guy with a beard and again it's just that was brilliant. it's just it's just great i love it yeah but yeah he gets he gets punched in the mush for his trouble danny doesn't he yeah, and it just goes flying. You can just imagine the fact that it just cuts away, and then we get uh, we come to an empty hotel the next uh, day. Yes, yeah. Basil comes back, and this is what I got a bit confused about because I don't quite understand. I don't understand what's going on exactly because uh, I, I, they've gone away for the weekend, haven't they, Basil and Sybil? Yeah, and Sybil is also going to go play golf with her friend. But Basil is back first thing in the morning without Sybil. Now, I know Sybil is going to go play golf, so perhaps that's why she's not there. But why has Basil come back? I thought they were away for the whole weekend, or have I misunderstood? Yeah. No, no, this was the next day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe it goes back to what you were saying in episode one, so about the continuous in um, the uh, sort of like if continuity, that's what I was trying to say, uh, issues that they had on episode one. So it could have been okay. prevalent here. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. It just confused me a little bit, but I mean, it's not important, but there we go. But yeah, Basil returns, and this is where, I suppose earlier than last week, we start to see Basil Faulty unraveling, don't we? And the the stress levels rising. I mean, his blood pressure must be through the roof, this guy. You know, <laughs> he, he cannot be well, do you know what I mean? <laughs> no, and this... Um... 
this was quite shocking actually to, to watch this um the fact that um i mean we'll get into it in a bit but the way he just manhandles polly was actually quite shocking yeah i mean that was something i was going to ask you about like, again yeah. it's it's very much of its time and it's it's sort of slapstick comedy and, and so on but i mean basically basil's walked in and he's noticed that the doors are all wrong there's a door blocked off that shouldn't be blocked. The, the, the door from the reception to the dining room has been blocked off when it shouldn't have been. <laughs> There's a door going to the stairs now that I don't think was there before. Is that right? Yeah. And then they've knocked another door through that shouldn't have been knocked through or there's, or it's not been, knocked, uh, whatever. But the, the important one initially is the dining room door. So he goes and fetches Polly, doesn't he? And asks Polly what the hell's going on. And well, talk us through what happens here, Danny, because he starts very quickly. He escalates, doesn't he? Well, we get the um, I mean, he he is hyperventilating like a madman. He is screaming. He is kicking up a fuss. <laughs> um, the fact that he gets right in Polly's face and he's just screaming at her. And then he actually grabs her when she turns around and actually looks like he's about to throw her into the um, into the blocked up wall. But. Yeah, he's just going crazy. And then we get the blame game where um, he's looking for someone to blame because, in all honesty, it's really his fault for going away at the weekend and using a dodgy um, uh, builders, you know. So um, he tries to blame Polly and Polly's like, um, she's trying to save uh, Manuel. So she tries to blame herself. And then he's like, who should I blame then when he really should be just looking in the mirror? Yeah, the stuff with Manuel cracks me up as well because she's trying to save Manuel, isn't she? Yeah, Polly, bless her. Uh, she knows that Manuel's going to get his ass kicked over this. <laughs> <laughs> so she <laughs> looks like. <laughs> well, yeah, and um, she's there going. Well, Basil's asking her, "Who should I blame then? Who should I blame?" And yeah. she's like, "Well, I fell asleep. It wasn't my fault. Who should I blame?" And and Polly sort of then realizes, "Oh, I don't want to say Manuel." And she's like, "No, you're right. It is my fault. Blame me." To which Basil then the pennies dropped and he starts shouting, "Manuel!" Well, because he's going to blame the poor guy. Manuel! <laughs> Polly! Manuel! <laughs> Polly! What have you done with my hotel? Polly! What have you done to my hotel? What? Look! Oh, it's nice. I like it there. Look! You're hurting me! What have you done with my dining room door? Where is it? I don't know. Why don't you know? I left you in charge. Well, I fell asleep. You fell asleep? Well, it's not my fault. You fell asleep and it's not your fault? You forgot to wake me. Who forgot to wake you? It is my fault. Manuel! I knew it! Manuel! Don't blame him. Why not? It's not really his fault. Well, whose fault is it then, you cloth-eared beat? Dennis Compton's! <laughs> well, you hired O'Reilly, didn't you? I mean, we all warned you. Who else would do something like this? I beg your pardon? You hired O'Reilly. Oh, I see. It's my fault, is it? Oh, of course. There I was thinking it was your fault because you'd be left in charge. Or Manuel's fault for not waking you when all the time it was my fault. Oh, it's so obvious now. I've seen the light. Well, I must be punished then, mustn't I? You're a naughty boy, Forty. Don't do that. Don't. She's going to be back at lunchtime. Now, wait. Look, I'm a dead man. Do you realise? Easy. You're dead too, my old. Which Manuel walks into the reception, and I love this as well. That this is just brilliantly done by, by the actor. He walks in and he says, Basil says, Um, 
what are you doing? And he says he's going to make breakfast or serve breakfast. And Basil, oh, go ahead then. Let's do this. And again, it's just iconic lines for me. Seeing Andrew Sachs walk over so far, stop, turn back and go, oh, where is Dorp? (laughs) (laughs) That was brilliant. (laughs) It's just so good. It's so good. It's like the setup for the entire payoff. Manuel! Good morning! I beg your pardon? Good morning! One moment, please. (laughs) Did you say good morning? Si. I see. Well, what are you going to do now, then? Okay? What you do now? I shall breakfast! Oh, let's see you then. Si. Where is Dor? Dor is gone? Dor, Dor was here! Where? um... Good morning, Major. I'm so sorry. I'm afraid the dining room door seems to have disappeared. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So it has. It used to be there. Yes, well, I was silly enough to leave the hotel for a few minutes. Yes, well, uh, well, these things happen, you know. Now I wonder where it's got to. Oh, well, don't worry. It's bound to turn up. Manuel! Uh, and then the, the, you know, Basil's there, you know, sort of going, well, where is the door? What's going on? And the Major comes by as well, who's... He's not with it at all, is he? This guy, let's be honest. No, no, definitely not. But he um, grabs Manuel and tries to show him the other door. Yeah, it's it's, it's the guest that's been there for a while has to show the staff member how to walk <laughs> around the outside to get to the kitchen rather than go through the here. Yeah. Um, when, uh, but Manuel basically Manuel gets his head back and banged against the the wall as well, doesn't he? Basil bangs yeah. his head against the wall a few times. Did you see the set wobbling like crazy? Yes, I saw that. <laughs> I was thinking, well, they haven't done a really good job, have they? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um, it, it. Basically, we get to a, a point where um, Mr. O'Reilly is going to be called back to fix these issues. So he he comes back that morning on his own. His 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 already men won't um, won't work on a Sunday. We're talking about um, the fact that Sybil's going to be back in four hours time, so that should give O'Reilly plenty of time to to fix these issues. Uh, <laughs> but Sybil arrives back early, doesn't she? When O'Reilly's still differing and messing around, and he hasn't even started anything yet, and he seems like he's been there a little while already, Danny, doesn't he? He does, mate. And then we get the uh, infamous Mr. Stubbs who comes through as well. Yeah, this is um, this is brilliant for me because. <laughs> There's a moment where Basil is trying to blame Stubbs and say that all the work is done incorrectly by your builder, Stubbs, to, to his wife, Sybil. And she goes, okay, well, why is Mr. Stubbs here? And then Basil has this realisation of, oh, God, his van's outside. I've dropped myself in it. <laughs> so he's thinking on his feet and he says, oh, I've got him here now. Of course he's here now because he's got to fix the mess that your stubs made on a Sunday as well. I, I, that, that, I, think, I think that's great service. And there's this brilliant moment where Sybil goes, oh, I agree. <laughs> and you see the look on Basil's face of just pure shock and yeah. then panic because he doesn't quite know what to say or do because his, his, his battle axe crazy wife is actually agreeing with him. And he's just like, um, okay, I don't, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's uh, lost for words for sure yeah what did you think of polly then helping basil here she pretends to be mr stubbs doesn't she or yeah. pretends to be somebody from mr stubbs's office and rings through to reception and speaks to sybil because they're trying to get o'reilly to fix the problem because he's the one who's made the mess 
But Sybil is saying that O'Reilly should do it because he made, sorry, Stubbs should do it because he made the mess initially. So they're trying to you know, act as though Stubbs is unavailable. And Polly kind of, initially in the episode, Polly's there saying to Sybil, if she asks me who's done the work, I'm going to tell her the truth. I'm not going to lie on your behalf. Yeah. But then she's being really sneaky and pretending to be somebody else on the phone, Danny. What did you think of that? I think she just doesn't want to get beaten up again or manhandled. <laughs> no, no, but seriously, I think it shows um, how much, how loyal she is to her job and the fact that she can just, uh, she's going to back up the boss rather than go against him. Mm. And yeah, because okay. she has, she's messed up herself. I mean, she fell asleep. So she's, I mean, she's partly to blame for this as well. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, this is true. This is true. She left uh, Manuel in charge, which was not a good move in the slightest. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, basically, at this point, uh, Sybil is is kind of losing her rag a bit, and rightfully so, because I, mean, I think out of all the characters involved here, Sybil is the only one who's actually got any sort of moral high ground to stand upon, because she's not she wanted the job done by Stubbs in the first place. It's her first weekend away for a very long time. She should be able to just allow that to happen and go and enjoy her weekend, but she's got to deal with all this crap, hasn't she? Yeah. Well, especially when she comes back first thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, here we get O'Reilly though. It, he's whilst all this is going on, we cut to a shot of O'Reilly and he's sat at the bar on his own, helping himself to a drink. So again, we get the added, um, you know, moment of this, is how lazy and, and useless this guy is. O'Reilly comes out then to listen to Sybil, basically destroying him to really slated the guy, talk about how terrible he is and how lazy he is and so on. And O'Reilly's there saying, I'll fix this. Don't worry. I'll, I'll fix it for you. And then he starts grinning at her. Uh, and the reaction of Basil here is amazing. He just turns away and goes, oh, don't smile. Oh, God, don't smile. <laughs> that was gold. It was really good. Sybil then beats the crap out of the pair of them with a brolly, which um, <laughs> which was quite funny as well. Everyone's beating each other up this week. Yeah, it's a very violent episode. <laughs> yeah, apparently John Cleese wasn't too happy with with this particular scene when it was filmed because he wanted uh, Sybil to or Prunella Scales was the actress to literally beat the crap out of the pair of them with this umbrella to make it look as realistic as possible but she really sort of held back when she was hitting them because she didn't want to hurt anybody so wow. he was like not too pleased with that and, and John Cleese himself in an interview um, many 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 years later said that out of the 12 episodes they made this is the one that he's least fond of oh, wow. and he puts it down to the live audience reaction and and the laughter and someone coming uh, onto the show from that because apparently there was some uh, Icelandic uh, group in at the BBC on these occasions when they were filming and they were in the front couple of rows when this was being filmed and didn't laugh or get into it maybe they didn't understand what was going on or, or you know our humor is sometimes different to a humor from other places in the world and because of that john cleese took that as this isn't as funny as the other episodes because the reaction wasn't as as strong if that makes sense yeah it totally does mate that's fascinating to actually hear about that because i had no idea this would have been his least favorite yeah and i was quite surprised when i read that because i really like this yeah. as silly as it is i mean the character of o'reilly it's really, it's almost, it's almost too daft for me with the way he talks and the way he acts. It's almost like he really, that character is really sort of pushed to the limit 
uh, okay, we understand he's a bit lazy, he's a bit daft, and and so on. But it's almost like it goes too far that way, and it's a bit silly. But I can get, I, I can ignore that because of the rest of it being so funny. Yeah. So to hear John Cleese say that he wasn't too fond of it, well, I was quite surprised. Yeah, it just took me by surprise. But um, thank you for that information about um, a John Cleese that interview because I will go and read that afterwards as well. I think you might be able to find it online. It might be. I think there's yeah. a video discussion with him um, also the dvds is what they got extras on the dvds where he talks about different episodes and so on as well which is always quite interesting yeah uh sybil leaves however and says that she wants o'reilly to gather up his stuff and basically get out uh stubbs is going to come and sort this out the following morning she has rang mr stubbs and he's going to come down first thing monday morning to fix this sybil leaves you think okay that's it everything's dealt with uh but basil just doesn't bloody learn danny does he no he does not <laughs> He just is. I really think he's um, as a character at this point. He's just so angry. He just loses everything. Yeah, he he basically tells O'Reilly, "Where do you think you're going? You're not going anywhere. You, you're going to complete this work. We're going to do the best day's work you've ever done, Mister O'Reilly." So they they fix the doors um, between them. So the next thing we see is Monday morning. Uh, Sybil is arriving back to the hotel back home. Uh, Mr. Stubbs arrives as well, but the doors are fixed. The doors are done. So Sybil then has to sort of almost backtrack a little bit with Mr. Stubbs and says, oh, my husband has placed me in quite an embarrassing position. I wanted you to do some work for me, but the work's been done. Uh, and Basil is... Basil's really smarmy here. Really yeah. sort of, oh, yeah, look what I've done. I've got her this time kind of thing, isn't he, Danny? He is, yeah. And he, he can he's just up himself at this point. Yes. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. He is indeed. And he's, he asks, he, they even get Stubbsy's opinion, Mr. Stubbsy's opinion, uh, to look at the doors and the work that's been done and the, the door has been knocked back through to the um, uh, dining room and next to it, the, I think it's the door for the kitchen is next to it, isn't it? They, they've yeah. knocked through there as well. And, and Mr. Stubbs then asks the question, what did you use? Because apparently this is a supporting wall. And they haven't used anything to sort of add the support that was once there before they knocked the wall in. Mr. Stubbs panics, thinking this will all fall down. I need to go and get some proper equipment, keep this door shut, the, the upper layers, the, the upper floors or, or, or stock could come down at any moment, he says. Um, we then see Basil walking off with the garden gnome, saying he was going to go and pay Mr. O'Reilly a visit and probably insert that gnome somewhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's kind of how the episode finishes. Uh what were your thoughts, Danny, on how this sort of closes up? I think this was a very physical episode. There was a lot of um, like kicking uh, people in and manhandling people, but um, a very enjoyable episode as well because um, from what I've learned from the t first two episodes of um, Forty Towers is um, they're setting you up to like they're going to have every little story, every little side story. Um, adds up to the conclusion the ending of the episode so at the beginning um uh it showed manuel struggling with the english language that was to show that later on he'll be struggling on the phone um and polly uh, with her um she had a little story with her sleep uh, that was to show that she was going to be asleep when the o'reilly brothers or the really men came in so yeah really really enjoyable episode 
I get what you mean. Actually, it's almost like little touches. I mean, because they they're not long, are they? These episodes. No. Like, you know, if you take away the credits at the at the beginning and the end, you're probably looking at twenty five minutes ish, maybe something like yeah. that. So they're sort of sowing seeds at the beginning of the episode, which come back to be you know big parts of the plot later on. But yeah. it's not like they've got a long time to do that. So I, I, yeah, I didn't even think of that. That's quite a clever clever thing they're doing, I guess, with that with such a short time frame. Definitely, mate, and it all connects. That's why I love about it. Mm, yeah. Uh, what What are your thoughts then? Now you've seen two episodes, and you're kind of more familiar with Manuel and Polly, and so on. What are your thoughts on the four main characters that we see of Sybil, Basil, uh, Manuel, and and Polly? Then I think they all have fantastic um, chemistry with each other, and it's something that I'll definitely be looking forward to watching in the future. Um, yeah, of course, this is something I've just never seen any Vaulted Towers. So uh, this is all new to me. I'm really, really happy um, I can do the first two episodes of this podcast with you, side because I want to see where the third episode goes. Oh, great stuff. Yeah. Yeah, by all means. And we've got different guests coming on. Uh, I mean, obviously, we've got these two episodes done. There's only 10 left. That's how short a run this this <laughs> this show had. But yeah, we, we're going to have you back on as well when we get into um, season two of Faulty Towers as well. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it, Danny. Thank you very much for, for joining us, my friend. No, thank you, mate. Do you want to let everyone know whereabouts they can find you and all your content and so on online? Yep, you can find me on Twitter at Scottish Juggalo. You can hear me on One Man's Beat Podcast with the great Chris Bellis. You can hear me on Back When with the great Ty Peters. You can hear me on Nitro Nights with the great Cy Powell. And you can hear me here on Season 2 on Forty Towers with the great Cy Powell as well at some point. You will indeed. You will indeed. Uh, we'll definitely have you back on, Danny. Definitely have you back on. And also, make sure you're interacting with us online as well. Give us your thoughts on the episodes as you're watching them for the first time and so on. And you can do that by following the show on Twitter at Farty Towels Pod. That's at Farty Towels Pod. Farty Towels, a Faulty Towers podcast. And the network that carries this show is, of course, at SJP World Media. Make sure you're checking out a follow on Facebook uh, and Twitter as well. And uh, yeah, there we go. I want to say thank you again, Danny, for joining us. I'm glad you really enjoyed this. I hope people are watching along and I hope people are, uh, you know, going to let us know what they think about Faulty Towers and let us know what they think about this podcast. Definitely, mate. Thank you very much. And to everyone else, as always, thank you for listening. Manuel!